other question I wanted to ask you was where she so said you were a cap rising. Where's your tenth house fall? What sign? Uh, it's Libra. Um, and in whole sign, depending how I calculate my chart, I have Mars and North Node there in my tenth house. So, yeah, I mean, I think that you know shows up in my also through my Instagram page as well because I'm always trying to make it look pretty. So I feel like that's a Libra thing. Yeah, and definitely you said Mars is there too. Yeah, yeah, Mars and Libra. Could definitely see that coming across too. Yeah. The Mars, definitely. Um, your page is different in that it's very, very articulate. And what I like about pages like yours is that they encompass the entire um zodiac wheel so mm -hmm. what I see that you tend to do is have descriptions and you target everyone and I know that's definitely a big help when it comes to your business too and mm -hmm. just the page running itself yeah Did you feel, was that was that hard for you um, to basically yeah to basically have to spread so far out to every other sign and like have to really explain every other sign in detail like that no not at all it's something that I feel like it would be hard not to do you know for me because I have this thing and through my page like what I'm trying to do and I think it's also connected to my personal values probably is that I don't like it when people are feeling left out <laughs> Mm. Um, and I'm an Aquarius, so I guess that's why, right? Because I know how it feels to to be left out, and I've been there. So I, even if it's something small like an astrology page, I like to make sure that everyone feels somehow included in what it is that I put out. So um, it actually gives me a lot of satisfaction at the end of the day. And I'm also focused whenever I, you know, um, I'm also focused on community more, like building a community through my page. So I'm always trying to like answer comments or, you know, be there for people because sometimes, especially when you're starting out with astrology in general, um, it's, there's so much information and it's difficult to like, I've also been there too. So it's difficult to know, know exactly like where to take it from because some information might also be misleading or some information might be missing. So I'm trying to have it all in one place. And also like right now, uh, what I'm working on is like I started from you know the basics of astrology and I'm starting to post more about the more sort of like um, detailed things but every time I do it I do it in a way that others are able to understand it in basic terms as well that's very interesting because that was something that I had struggled with for a while that trying to encompass everyone because I, I share the same sentiment. Like I know how it feels, especially for people just starting out. Like right. I used to tell myself the same thing. I was right there. Um, for me with mine, with my page, at one point I was trying to do that. And what I leaned toward was humor. Mm -hmm. Maybe because of my Sag ascendant, now that I think about it, but 
really trying to just kind of include everybody with a little bit of humor and some light memes. But once I started to really, like I was telling you earlier, get more involved with the actual chart reading and understanding my chart and people with my placements, it, it got really hard for me to really spread myself out so thin and still have so much information about my placement. So I guess that's something mm-hmm. I'm still struggling with, but I feel like for me, it's kind of been working in a way because yes, yeah, some people, I really didn't want to do it for a while, like leave out every other sign. But what I realized was buckling down on my placements worked in a way because there's always going to be other people with similar placements to you. So mm-hmm. it's kind of Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I understand. I think that, I mean, at the end of the day, it's important to sort of find your authenticity, right? And I think that when you communicate from that place, um, it's easier for others to connect to you, like you said. Mm, and I, I definitely still struggle as well with, you know, this tendency to like please everyone and things like that. Like that's also a Libra Ten House thing. Um, <laughs> but right now I'm managing it well. And like, I know that when I'm gonna have like a bigger following, I'm not gonna be able to do like answer to everyone or, you know, things like that. But for now it's going okay. Yeah, yeah. I, now that you mentioned that, I think that's really how it's supposed to start for everyone. Yeah regardless of trying to like please everyone when you're first starting out and as you continually grow you tend to specialize a little bit more as opposed to trying to please every single follower that you might have and yeah it is interesting it's especially like you said too coming from a place of authenticity and just getting a huge amount of feedback from people with similar placements. Just encouraging words just to keep going and you know how much your work has helped them. So it it definitely keeps pushing in the right direction. Another thing I wanted to ask you about was your interest in tarot. So, or tarot, how really did that start for you? I know you touched on it a little bit earlier. Yeah. pretty random, like I said. So it was just, I mean, obviously, I think that people, you know, go onto like a spiritual path, or they lean towards finding guidance spiritually when they're going through a harder time in life. So I think for me, it was like, you know, I was going through like a huge breakup after four years and things like that. And I was also like, um, moving up countries to study my master's degree in Poland. So it was like everything. I have Pluto in the 11th house. So sometimes things connected to my future, like, you know, because you have so many Scorpio placements, right? Like they just need to tumble down so I can start, like I can have a fresh start. So it felt like that, like everything was falling apart. Um, The world that I knew that, and obviously now I know that it was for the better, but um, that's when, Obviously, like I, I used to, you know, go on YouTube and I found those 
take a car reading and things like that. And I would listen to that like obsessively. And it was very, very bad for my anxiety. And I mm. actually don't advise this, you know, even though it's hard to do, but it was very, it was getting very addictive. And I think that people, when they go through, you know, hard times like that, um, these type of readings only sort of like fuel your anxiety. And I would not recommend you do that in those times, but rather go inward like through meditation or something like that. But that's what I did because I didn't know. It was my first, um, you know, encounter with tarot. So after that, I wanted to buy my own deck because um, I was like, maybe I should do this for myself, like by myself. Um, and I just remember, you know, being in my room and trying to learn all the meaning, meanings of the cards and things like that. And I actually started getting swiped into this and I actually enjoyed it so it was not something that I was doing anymore to find guidance but it was something that like a passion that I found so that was quite cool you know how it transformed and then um it progressed onto me you know taking my cards with me everywhere I go or like in the sense that when I moved to study my master's in Poland like I had my cards with me the writer uh weight tarot deck super classic um, and I was doing, I started out with doing readings for my friends, but I was very, very ashamed of it. <laughs> like it felt like, because back then, especially in Romania, like it was now it's a huge thing. It's like a huge trend, but back, I mean, it, it was like four years ago, not that long, but still like I wasn't, you know, you weren't seeing people doing that. So I, I kept on hiding my cards. I remember so no one sees them when they come home or I, I would never speak on it. Only friends would know about it. But I was thinking of like, how would it be if I read for other people, you know, and things like that it would be interesting, but I never dared to do it. Um, however, um, one time I met a guy, I was living in this apartment in Poland and I met a guy that was more like further, I guess, along in this than me and he was Turkish and he knew how to read um in coffee so like a coffee reading um and he was he told me we should do an exchange so he read me that and he was very intuitive he told me some like crazy things and that's when he told me that my throat chakra is blo blocked right so that I um I'm not able to speak up um properly and that I should speak up more and when I did my tarot reading, because I was still at the beginning, I was still somehow checking information online, like what does this card mean and things like that. Um, so he was like, no, don't do that. Just trust your intuition. And from that moment on, I, I followed his advice and I just trusted my intuition. And I realized that tarot readings are actually, I think, 80% maybe, you know, intuition. And in general, any type of reading is that, I mean, information helps you and it's good to keep on informing yourself about meanings because then it gives you depth. But at the same time, like intuition is the one that comes into play, right? Absolutely. That's interesting. So did that kind of, with that being said, with you having to use the intuition, did mm -hmm. that kind of bridge the gap for you into astrology yes but that was like i guess a year before i would get into astrology um 
because then what I did is I started to, you know, trust my intuition more. And I realized that the things that I was telling people were like, I got a confirmation that they were real, that I was, people were saying, wow, this is so accurate and things like that. And I was also blown away by it. Like, I was like, how am I doing, what am I doing? You know, it's really, because when you listen to your intuition, it's something that just comes randomly. It's not something that you, you can really pinpoint, you know? Um, and yeah, I was just doing that. And then um, also related to this throat chakra thing, I was starting to get a lot of, um, like I had dreams. I was starting to have dreams about, I dreamt one time this crystal, um, which I wasn't into crystals. Um, and it was um, aquamarine and I didn't know I just remembered the way it looked like from my dream so I googled it and I found it and then I bought that and when I bought that I realized that that's actually a crystal that helps you with your throat chakra so it was crazy you know that all mm -hmm. of these I also went to like a sort of like a spiritual person um, uh, around that time as well and they also told me about my throat chakra and then I don't know how exactly it happened that I got into astrology, but I guess I was just bored with my job. So I was like, I should learn a bit more about houses. <laughs> and that's where it started. And then you would see me just in my breaks at work, just writing like a full notebook of like notes of like, oh my God, there's so much information. Astrology is so cool, right? Um, and when I, I guess what really um, connected me to astrology is that when I finally started to understand my chart better, I saw that I have Saturn in third house. And the third house is the house of communication. And Saturn is the place where you have like a setback, right? So I was like, wow, this is confirmation of everything that everyone was telling me about my throat chakra. And actually the third house is also connected to school. Um, and that was the period when I had the most time speaking up because, you know, I went through people judging me for being so quiet or things like that and to like a really hard time. And that's when my throat chakra sort of got blocked. So when I found my chart, it was like, I felt very seen. And I think that's how astrology makes you feel, right? And that's how I got into it. And then a few months after I got into astrology, I started my Tumblr page. I just wrote like random thoughts on it and I saw that people like it. So I started my Instagram page and that's how it went. What was it about astrology too, besides your chart and it helping you feel seen and kind of putting those pieces together for you, like you were saying with your throat chakra, really stood out to you? Like I know earlier you were talking about how world events get impacted by just the overall transits. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, it's definitely like now looking back onto what happened in 2020 and with the pandemic and everything um, and seeing how, you know, Saturn went into Aquarius and um, things like that um, and how this transit is still happening and there's a lot of things that are being readjusted in terms of society, I think. Um, I don't know. It's just that it's really great to observe how 
these things have impacted us and how everything is shifting as well. And in terms of the pandemic, for instance, um, when I was checking the notes, I saw that, um, I mean, one time when I was trying to look for, like when I was writing the predictions for this year, year's astrology, um, it just hit me that last year we had um, the South Node um, in Sagittarius and the North Node in Gemini. We sort of had to, you know, Gemini is a very dual sign at the end of the day. And that was the North Node represents the path where that we are going towards. Um, so it just felt like the whole pandemic and everything was a bit of a, was something that created duality, like in terms of opinions of people, right? Like everyone was, um, how can I say, like everyone was having their own opinion. So it was kind of divided and that was seen through this North Node in Gemini that everyone was having different ideas and different opinions and there was a lot of misinformation and things like that. And now that the nodes have, have shifted again and the North Node is in Taurus, uh, the South Node is in Scorpio and we can already see that, you know, with Scorpio South Node, a lot of intense things are happening right now in the world. Um, and, but slowly we are going to go more towards the North Node in Taurus, which is more connected to unification because Taurus is such a stability oriented sign, right? So I think, I think that's like a good sign in terms of that. And I think that we might go more towards finding inner peace during the, this transit as well. That's one thing that I just observed. What do you think? I definitely see it as a micro macro kind of thing as above so below in terms of the planets and the energies and how they get played out here, like you were saying. And mm -hmm. it's really interesting, the amount of self reflection and time that would be necessary for everyone, or at least most people to to go through to kind of come as a collective yourself for example or a good example of somebody who's like on the path and haven't taken the time to really understand so mm -hmm. to see it happen and play out on a big scale materialism and consumerism and just the gears that are pushing society right now when it comes to like what's happening in Europe, um, I just think like right now it's it's very close to me, like what's happening. And it feels at the same time that's because I'm from Romania. So lots of Ukrainians coming here as well. Um, and we're like doing our best to help. So it's very difficult to see and it's very difficult to comprehend that something like this is happening. I also have friends, Ukrainian friends um that are still there and yeah this is why i feel like i've been sort of like refraining myself from talking about it in astrological terms because i feel like it's a very sensitive topic right now i think if i were to you know look back on it uh that's when i i would like to to see more like how things played out but i feel like if i were to for instance, I don't know, predict something right now, it would not help um, anyone at all because it's like, right. 
we cannot control it anyway. So I'd rather try to, you know, even through my page, like try to focus on positive content or at least content that would help people relieve their anxiety or things like that that we feel like on a collective level rather than just um, look at putting charts, to be honest. I don't know. I just feel like there's lots of soldiers doing that right now and I don't really agree with it because yeah. I think it's too like um, sensitive in this very moment, you know, not necessarily that obviously astrology has so much insight on it but maybe not right now. So that's, yeah. that's my opinion on that. I feel the same way about it. Uh, I feel like a lot of it is fear-mongering, um, you know, clickbaity kind of stuff. But I feel like that with a, a lot of different global events, and not just global events, but even when it comes to our personal transits, I don't like to really dig too deep on it in the moment. Mm -hmm. It makes yeah. much more sense and it helps so much more looking back at it in retrospect. Um, For sure. I never was a fan of the whole predict your future aspect to astrology. astrology. Yeah. yeah. It, it, people even try to associate it with tarot sometimes too, and I never was a fan of that. Um, like mm -hmm. you said, everything, especially with astrology, is best used as a tool and I figured the best way to use it is looking back at hindsight it gives you clues and some insights a lot of insights like you said but yeah that's how I feel about it yeah and I think there's like a wrong perception in general on astrology like especially in terms of like pop culture astrology and things like that that uh it's predicting the future or supposed to predict the future and that's not really how it works like especially when you get to know it on a deeper level you understand how many nuances are there and how much a soji okay it can give you like an outlet of possibilities or things that might be happening but it's not you don't even have to predict the future that's the thing with astrology you have to sort of like let things flow but use it in order to you know, like to your benefit somehow. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of, for a lot of people, the gatekeeper to that next level of information that can be distilled from astrology is psychology. So it's like, if you can jump that hurdle of what you were saying, it's annoying to me, like that whole pop astrology, um, predictive mm -hmm. future. If you can jump that initially when you're first getting into astrology, it it opens up so many other doors for you in terms of understanding yourself and others when you take into consideration the psychological variables that are embedded in it all, no matter where you look. And once you kind of get past that threshold, I feel like the next definitely veering more towards spirituality but i feel like it gives people more of an insight on the fact that they're not necessarily in control of themselves or being mm -hmm. controlled but to look at themselves and their body as a vessel for positive manifestations to kind of come through them and I feel like that's really the whole purpose of 
those tools in of themselves, those spiritual tools, be it astrology, tarot, or whatever it is, is to kind of lift that veil that a lot of people have over their eyes and understand mm-hmm. their purpose and why it is that they're here and how to utilize tools correctly in order to help other people around them. Right, that's nice. Well said. And also, I think it's um, it's like a natural process that's happening when you first discover astrology. Like, obviously, you discover the basics or even tarot or anything, and you get into this um, more pop astrology at the beginning. But like you said, it's really good to get through that and to the next level. And it's always, even astrology itself, like the study of it is a journey. And it's like a never-ending journey because there's so much. Um, and it's definitely fascinating. Uh, but the thing is, you know, we were saying, we were talking about consumerism. The thing is, is that prop, pop astrology sells, right? <laughs> so yeah. it's difficult at the end of the day as a business, maybe, to, um, I don't know, to get to like, a, I mean, I know that's not the purpose. But sometimes you also have to think about that, like, how can I, okay, talk about these really um, specific topics in astrology, but also attract people. So it's a bit of a conflict because like a lot of posts that work might be the ones that are more general, like more for everyone and things like that. Um, But I guess it's just about finding the balance or about tuning into that authenticity that we were talking about and like for instance with me my most popular reading that's doing really well is the one that is my most personal one the one that I like crafted by myself and I thought about by myself and I realized that people are attracted to that because it's different right because it's unique to me so I guess yeah finding that like obviously learning deeper astrology but then also finding where you stand on that line like what's your i don't know path there yeah i feel like you hit the nail on the head because that's kind of the same thing that happened to me in a way mm-hmm. whereas where i experimented with my platform and my instagram page Jungian psychology type of posts more um more more shadow work, more really trying to piece together and bridge that gap between astrology and psychology, which really is still my biggest goal um, that I can really attest to to this day, if I really wanted to word it, mm-hmm. is bridging that gap. Um, but like you said, it it's hard to sell that. <laughs> like like yeah. I was telling you earlier, the um, the niche gets more and more narrow and you lose more and more um, uh, audience. You lose more and more of your audience is what I've noticed just over the past year or so. But like you were saying too, I feel like it it really separates the wheat from the chaff and Mm -hmm. keeps that core audience that really engages with you for your uniqueness and your realness. True. When did you make your page? Like, I want to say I made my page in 2016, 2017. And wow. 
up until 20, up until the end of last year, no, up until the beginning of last year is when I started to slowly convert it. So initially I was doing readings too for about two years straight. And then I had to just take a break because I wanted to do more inner work. And like I was telling you earlier too, I really at that point, that early on, I had no idea how to balance the business aspect with the more intuitive aspect that was really conflicting for me at that time. And mm -hmm. I had already had a big following. So it was just way too much. So I got swamped all the time. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was having to go to the drawing boards, work on myself, you know, just do the shadow work for about two years. And honestly, the beginning of this year is when I really started to take it a lot more serious, um, started the podcast, started really narrowing down my niche and just polishing it up and just going slow with it. Um, it's really experimental at this point and I'm just sticking with work, sticking with what works. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point that we need to experiment at the end of the day and see what works for us, but also what works for our audience as well. Uh, and I think that, like what you said, that what you're trying to express through your page and through your podcast and things like that, at the end of the day, it also reflects your chart, right? The placements that you have. You said they have a lot of Scorpio placements that's also like psychology related and 12th house, very spiritual stuff. So it's quite interesting how, you know, by sort of like putting our journey out there, because also my page is a reflection of who I am right now, it might change. Um, we get to also offer people something and then they, it's like a give and take, which I like because it's not forced, right? It's something that comes naturally. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the amount of, I, I was honestly surprised. I was blown back by the amount of support that I still got even after not mm. posting about certain sun signs or certain moon signs, because what I hadn't really taken into consideration prior to really narrowing it down on my placements was the fact that I don't just have Scorpio placements. So all of my other placements were open door for anyone interested, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. to come and just really utilize the information and just be in that conduit for people. Yeah. Um, but I think that also, like, you know, my background being advertising and things like that, I think it's also important to, if you want to, obviously it depends on, like, everyone's goal, but if you want to also advance in terms of in general, I mean, in terms of anyone that has a page or things like that, it's also good to be up to date with some, you know, like, I would not call them trends or things like that, but like latest changes and the app that you're using or, you know, things like that, because you can 
adapt as well based on that. Yes, and I feel like for me, that's something that I want to say I want to work more on engagement with mm -hmm. a lot of my audience. So for me, I feel like the best way to do that for a while was questions, but like you just said, Instagram and so many other platforms are updating so many different ways for you to really engage with your audience. Okay. That's something I want to experiment with more. Um, but obviously, you know, those Scorpio placements kind of make me a little bit, eh. mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's definitely something I'm up for and it's a challenge, but I definitely want to see what it'll take me, take the page. But but I was wondering, because like Scorpio placements are rather private. So how does it feel for you to have a page that's out there? You know? It it took me a while. I'm not going to lie. It, it really was one of those things that took a lot of courage on my part. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's not something I would typically ever do. And... A lot of other people tell me that follow me are Scorpios, and it, sometimes I ask you the same thing: like, why would you put all your placements out there like that? <laughs> and it's like, um, it's like what I said. It, it was courageous to me because it's information, and other people can use it. And also, yeah, it was. Um, I feel like it was unique. It was something that I didn't see a lot of other people doing. Mm -hmm. And especially astrologers, like, you know, in the, in the astrology community, that's like a no-no. But, you know, I figured as long as it wasn't like all my personal aspects and orbs and those, as long as I wasn't getting that specific, I was cool on that end. I figured I'd be killing two birds with one stone by putting it out there for other people to see mm -hmm. and kind of just incorporating it with my page. Yeah, I mean, it can get overwhelming sometimes too. And even us that are into astrology and things like that, if we feel overwhelmed, we can take a break. But also for me, like, because I have, like I told you, a, first, a huge first house stellium, I always feel like, I need to express myself through something, like through a channel or through something, put it out there somehow, you know, uh, even if it's not with astrology, like I also have a passion for music. So I also have this other page I created just for the sake of like mm -hmm. that one, this one that I have, it's more like serious in terms of like the readings to it and stuff. But the music one is just, it was like a personal thing that I just wanted to do. Um, and the concept of it is basically like I was so how it started it also started like around 2020 but um, I guess I just tagged an artist that I liked in my stories and because that artist didn't have like a huge following they answered to me and they were like thank you so that's in my DS so that's when I was like wow you, it's so easy to contact artists that are um you know that have lo a lower number of following and no one realizes that right like we are mostly focused on I don't know Billie Eilish 
DMing us or whatever, but there are so many amazing artists out there that are so underrated and they it's so easy to contact. So basically, like the whole page is surrounded by this idea of me, you know, just doing interviews with underrated artists through DMs. <laughs> so that's what I did. And I'm like, um, and it was great for me. I mostly, it's not like a huge page. I think I have like 100 followers, but it's just, and I don't page re post regularly. I haven't in a while, but I just like getting to know those people deeper. And yeah, if one day some of them become famous, then I can be like, I interviewed that guy, you know? Yeah, that's dope. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I kind of feel the same way. That's almost in the way what I'm doing with the podcast. Now that I think about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I wanted to ask you where. So I, it was two things. One, I was just curious because I had thought about your first house stellium. And then mm -hmm. I thought about my 12th house stellium. And your emphasis to really put forth or put out your creative expression of yourself and then my interest to put out the creative aspects of just my dreams and creativity in general with my 12th mm -hmm. house and i thought that was really interesting um but what i was going to ask you though was where would you say you get the bulk of your motivation from? Mm -hmm. So, like, what motivates me? Yeah. Um, that's a tough question because <laughs> I never thought about it. Because I do have, like, I'm not perfect. I have traveled, staying motivated. But I have realized, and I, I think I also made a recent post on this, but, like, I realized that um, there's so much pressure out there to be productive and me being like having a Capricorn stellium I also put a lot of pressure on myself to be productive but at the end of the day that pressure only kills the vibe <laughs> like it just kills the motivation so I'm learning how to take a step back and like just oh, right now that I'm also not having a job currently I'm looking for a job it's really good for me because I can uh, sort of find out what works for me in terms of in terms of my routine um so it's like i'm finding my own flow uh that's how i like to call it and that's what motivates me because i realize that if i'm trying to push myself too hard then i won't get anything done but i'll also feel bad about it um but if i'm allowing myself to maybe have one day where i just don't feel like i like I'm just being honest with myself that today I can't show up, like I cannot do it. And then I won't, you know, if I don't have to, if I have to, obviously I'll somehow do it, but like, it's good to have that. And for me personally, in terms of like staying productive, like, I guess, um, I don't lose my, it's interesting. <laughs> like I, I do want to always be productive and I do want to always feel motivated. So I'm not sure if this motivation comes somewhere from like outside, but it mostly comes from inside. Like I'm always wanting to do things. I cannot not do things. So my problem is not staying motivated, but it's like knowing when to slow down, right? More. Um, 
And in terms of like practical things, it I think everyone should find their own way of, you know, organizing themselves and things like that. But for me, it's like, for instance, for my readings, I have an online tool that I use, which is called Airtable. And that's also where I sort of like plan my posts. Um, and then I have a notebook, which is not good looking at all. <laughs> like, because before I was trying to, you know, follow these like really good looking cute notebooks that, you know, some people have online of their pages of like using three different highlights and things like that. No, sorry, highlighters. But then I realized that that's not me. No matter how nice it looks, it's not who I am. For me, being a Virgo moon, it's important to just write down my thoughts. And sometimes like, I get downloads of inspiration and I need to write it down. So just having a notebook there that I can just open and write it down and then I feel like I'm free. Um, and to-do lists are big for me as well, but not in the sense of that I write the to-do list and then I like, cross it off and things like that I just need to write it down <laughs> like it's not it doesn't matter if I do those things or not but it just helps me to get the task out of my head you know to just put it in exactly paper. I yeah. know exactly what you mean yeah but I got my Mars in Virgo so oh, right. I'm the same yeah. way yeah <laughs> So I guess yeah it's small things that motivate me because knowing that I have these things that are no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, I, I can have a notebook with me, right? Like that's simple. And knowing that I have that, that's something that gives me motivation to keep on going. And music at the end of the day, like music is a big part of it as well. Oh yeah, music is huge. What, I know. what are some genres you listen to? Um, I don't have... <laughs> One, like I'm just, um, I'm more of a observer, I want to call it, in, when it comes to music. So um, it's mostly about um, finding new music, like not necessarily new artists that just came up like yesterday, but like music that I don't, I didn't know about before and just putting it there in one side of my brain. And I guess that's what, and then like what I like to do is whenever I find some new song, like I usually spend a fair amount of time every day on Spotify and like listening to random music. And then if there's a song that gives me a certain vibe or that I like, I put it in a specific playlist for it. Then I like listening to that playlist once and then I move to the next one. So it's like, I'm constantly listening to different artists. There's really no, no like specific genre that I like. Depends on my mood. Interesting. What about you? It's actually really similar to what I do. What I what I like to do is just make for mm -hmm. emotions. I have a playlist for it. So I'm okay. the same way when it comes to coming across artists though. If I hear something, if I hear a song and I really like it, depending on the mood of the song, I'll save it to said playlist that really is all about said mood and i'll come back to it whenever i'm in said the mood, mood. Yeah. yeah and when so. you when you you're when you're in that mood and you have that perfect playlist it's it's amazing it's perfect, <laughs> it's perfect yeah and it only gets better because every time i hear it can only get better because every time i hear a new song i just add it to it kind of spice it up a little bit so 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been, and then I got Spotify too. So yeah, I've been doing that for years. So those playlists are huge. Yeah. Yeah. But um, when it comes to genres, I I like to think of myself as really open. Um, I know there's probably a few that I haven't listened to as much as others, but mm-hmm. I really like. There's a lot of genres I like. Um, in no particular order, I'll just throw out like four or five. Okay rap metal mm-hmm. um i don't listen to metal that much metal I'll, that's one of those things i only listen to if i'm in a certain mood so like if i'm about to work out i'll listen to metal. Uh, yeah it sounds like something you're listening to when you want to really express like your emotions yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Then I listen to some some Japanese rock, some Japanese metal. So when I say metal like that, that's one of the things with me too. I think that's probably because of those tough house aspects. Um, but when I say rap, it's like UK rap, American rap, mm-hmm. like just rap from all across the world. And then when I say metal, it's just metal from all across the world just a whole bunch of different walks same with like r&b um you know more melodic stuff that's a separate playlist but yeah it's like that for the most part for me Mm -hmm. um for me it's like i i do listen to a lot of pop at the end of the day and it's like something that i've been doing since i was young like i would have a lot of posters in my room with like just (laughs) pop culture people right and um I used to feel also guilty about it or things like that but now I don't anymore because it just makes me happy like it puts me in a good mood and something that you can just listen to and like randomly dance and stuff like that so that's one thing that I do and I'm also interested in pop culture in that sense but not necessarily enough to share it but just for my own interest um and I like indie music as well. That's mm. a big one too. And also I like rock music, but more like not metal, you know, more of, for instance, even um, soft rock, like Fleetwood Mac or things like that, or um, rock that is a bit more, um, you know, high vibe, I guess, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, I don't know. Uh, but not necessarily metal or punk, I do listen to, but not metal, not that much. Um, and I do like listening to also, um, like I like connecting different cultures to music as well. So whenever I get in contact with a different culture, I like to create a playlist for it. Um, so like I listen sometimes to Hindi music or Turkish or, um, Polish, a lot of Polish songs because I've been to Poland. So it just reminds me of that time. Um, so yeah, not necessarily based on genre, but just what sounds good as well. Yeah. I got a spot. I mean, I gotta, I gotta follow your, 
Spotify account. Definitely. Sure. Um, a lot of my playlists are also private. I'm only making public the ones that I think are good enough. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think mine's yeah. public. I probably need to make it private now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm that's my Capricorn rising, I guess. <laughs> where's your um where's your Mars and Venus? My Mars is in Libra. My Venus is in Capricorn. <laughs> um, it's, you know, um, I guess in terms of like my Mars being in Libra, that's where sometimes I can struggle with my energy levels. So that's what I'm working on, especially like throughout the day. Uh, I have a nighttime chart. So my, like my sun is in the lower hemisphere of my chart or like okay. it's, in my first house anyway um so like after i don't know let's say 7 p.m that's when i get my energy but throughout the day and i think it's also connected to my libra mars like i'm so low in energy and i really need to work on on that as well that's interesting yeah because i just started a new job it, because I was right where you were about two, three weeks ago with, you know, not working mm -hmm. for the for the time being. And I was like really trying to get a good schedule going and figure out where I was at. But now that I started this new job, I have a daytime chart. So mm -hmm. I realized that this new job has really been taking a big toll on my sleep schedule because I'll be done at 5 a.m. And I'm so used to being up by 5 a.m. like just waking up so it's been mm. yeah it's been really weird lately but what was I, what I was going to say was my Venus is in Libra and your Mars is in Libra what how does that so I know you said your energy levels kind of fluctuate um I never really consciously ran into that combination with somebody before what about mm -hmm. your what about your venus like how does that play out for you being in you said capricorn yeah in capricorn um that is, that makes me very responsible especially in relationships like i like um i like i mean it's interesting because um also, Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn, and Saturn is opposing my Mars. So it's like sometimes I struggle between, you know, um, that more adventurous side of myself, which is like Mars, I guess, and the uh, restrictive Saturn energy. And when it comes to my Venus, like, there's a bit of restriction there in the sense that I like things being very straightforward especially in relationships and usually like long-term relationships and i've always like up until now i've had like long-term relationships only um and yeah i guess that's how it it translates in general terms with a capricorn venus what about your libra venus well with my libra venus honestly in terms of relating and relationships, I'm big on fairness and accountability. 
but yeah, yeah for me it's a huge theme in my chart like in any in my life <laughs> knowing how to balance those two it's difficult yeah i was just thinking about that i'm like dang that's probably crazy <laughs> yeah I know Venus and Libra gets a bad rap, but for me, I feel like any of the the flingy, more offsetting things that people say about it gets offset by all my heavy Scorpio placement. So mm-hmm. with mines, definitely, definitely, definitely big all our long-term relationships, be it platonic or or not. Um and just fairness, to be honest with you, if I could really articulate it, it would just be a big theme of that throughout my life. And mm-hmm. probably on a more negative extreme end, obviously it could be like, you know, trying to go too far with justice, but for the most part, really just working on um, balancing out and making sure that I'm not overgiving because that could be a big mm-hmm. thing too, especially with my um my yeah. chart is ruled by Jupiter and then my Sag rising. So, you know, mm-hmm. overindulgent could be a problem at times. But but my Mars and Virgo, on the other hand, is like the best way I could really explain that would just be my attention to detail when it comes to just work in general not just, you know, physical labor, but, you know, like we were talking about earlier, daily tasks, mundane, mundane, mm-hmm. just, you know, habits. Taurus is yeah. cuss my, well, yeah, Taurus cuss my sixth house. So with my sixth house being, you know, cuss from Taurus and my Mars being in Virgo, I'm really big on just not only just finding the schedule, and sticking to it, but kind of documenting my progress along the way so I can have something to look back at just mm-hmm. as a role marker for where I'm at. Yeah, that's nice. I was just thinking of like what the bad side of Capricorn, like Venus Capricorn would be. And I think it's mostly me focusing. I mean, I don't see it as a bad thing, to be honest, but it's like uh, being a bit of a workaholic and like neglecting relationships and mostly trying to do everything by myself like taking a lot of that on my shoulders because I also have a capital rising um and I need to learn how to like um chill and how to enjoy life you know like in the sense of the pleasures of life and things like that I think that's something that, and just live in live more in the present moment as well but I don't know why you said that um like Venus and Libra gets like a bad reputation because that's actually the best placement to have right because that's the ruler of (laughs) yeah you would think yeah venus yeah venus rules libra so it's like you would think you know it's it's any sign of rulership but with rulerships and exaltations i feel like with exaltations you gotta watch out for um Mm -hmm. because it's easy Uh, one one way I like to think about it that astrologer broke down to me and I'll never forget it is when a planet is exalted it's like it's in Disneyland and <laughs> it can get on any ride it wants to it can eat all the candy okay. and get sick 
throw up, but because it's in Disneyland, as opposed to where or when it's home, like Taurus or um, like Venus and Libra, Taurus and um, or Moon and Taurus, mm-hmm. it can really just do whatever it wants. And it knows its limits and it's really chill because it's home. So it can just mellow out, do whatever. So I never forget that. And that's how I like to think about it too. Um, yeah, that's a nice analogy. With Venus and Libra too, I feel like people say that they, they're really flirtatious and indecisive when it comes to relationships. Now, one thing I can admit to is once I am in a committed relationship and it is long term, if there are red flags I'm still kind of on the fence about since, I don't know, maybe the beginning of the relationship, mm-hmm. like, and then combined with like that whole Scorpio paranoia thing, overthinking, I might wake up one day and think about something from like a year, year and a half ago that still mm-hmm. might be like a lingering red flag. And I'm like, is it worth it? Is it worth another two years? I might have like passing thoughts like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's never enough to really just up and leave somebody like, all right, yeah, this isn't working. Because like I said, I feel like my other placements balance it out too much. Um, my north node is in Libra too. My north node is in Libra and my south node is in Aries. Um, Same. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I am born in um, on 26th of January, 1997. So that's right when the nodes were shifting. So like depending, like my mean node is in one sign and my true node is in one sign. So depending on how you calculate it, like my north node is either in Libra or it's in Virgo. <laughs> so, but I do, I do res like a one degree in Libra or a 29 degrees of Virgo, but I do resonate with the Libra North Node right now, mostly. Oh, okay. I wanted to ask yeah. you about your, your, your moon is in Virgo, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What house? Uh, eight house. The eighth house. Yeah. Oh, okay. How is that? How how's that work for you? If you could explain it. Um, I think it's my most intense placement because I don't have any water signs in my chart. So at all? At all. No. Like not even outer planets or anything. Just houses and water signs, but that's all. Um, so with so much earth energy and air energy, I can be very logical and very, um, I try to overanalyze everything also with a Virgo moon, right? Like you try to overanalyze everything, but then it's being in the eight house, I guess it helps me dive deeper, but at the same time being an Aquarius, sometimes I, I have a hard time feeling things (laughs) like in the sense that I, analyze it so much that I'm not allowing myself to just feel. So the Virgo moon being in the eighth house, which is more of a hidden house, I have these moments when 
because I don't allow myself to feel at the right time, I might bottle my emotions. And I have a lot of times, especially like if I, I don't know, if I get closer to someone and I get really like, I'm ready to be vulnerable with that person or I'm in a, it happened to me sometimes even that maybe I drink a bit too much. And like, that's when my emotions explode. Like I just cry. <laughs> because, and then, and only when that happens, because it's hidden, it's in the eighth house. And when it happens, it happens so intensely, right? Because it's been bottled up. Only when that happens, I realize that, well, I'm actually feeling this way. But I, before that, I don't realize how I'm feeling because it's very rationalized. So I guess that's so, what plays out. That's interesting. So you really, so when events like that do happen to you, like it really doesn't take full effect of what just happened to you until it's in that moment. In the sense that like, um, I, I don't realize um that I was feeling that way until yeah it's in that moment and that's when I'm realizing wow I'm hurt or wow I'm I really miss this person or something <laughs> oh wow yeah and I, I need to work on that because that's a bit scary for for my friends <laughs> yeah I was thinking that myself I was like dang that could probably come off kind of intense sometimes especially if somebody wasn't prepared for it at all true and it's like it's interesting how it's connected to music um somehow because i realized that i'm obviously also music helps me cry like if i'm in a bad mood and i put music like i can help get those feelings out but it also happened to me a lot of times that i, I cry at concerts <laughs> um mm -hmm. and that's when i like because it gets me into my feels. And that's when it's quite interesting how like, I don't know, for, it's weird. It's like a weird placement to have. Yeah, that's a water house for you. <laughs> I get mm -hmm. it though, I, I definitely understand. It's, it's deep and I actually don't have any planets in the eighth house, but can't- We got a lot of Scorpio energy though. Yeah, and Cancer falls in my eighth house. Mm, that's... So, yeah, I, I get it. I definitely <laughs> get it. Um, wow, so you don't have any mortar. That's for me. I I have, let me you have all the elements. I have majority water and fire, majority water and fire, and then I say the least would be air mm -hmm. and then and then probably earth but um yeah it's interesting when i come across people that have that counter that that opposite ratio to me because yeah. it's it's really i really take a lot away from those conversations um because there's always so much give and take for both parties you know what i mean True, like it's opposite for us because you have mostly fire and water and I have mostly air and earth. So that's quite interesting. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, us both being in such a similar niche. Yeah. And then kind of just networking and seeing what works for us is really dope. 
yeah i mean i'm so glad that you know you asked me to do this also yeah um we can start wrapping it up here but i definitely definitely want to have you back on in the future um sure i feel like we i mean i feel like time passed real quick quickly yeah really quick it's going on <laughs> 70 yeah 70 minutes <laughs> yeah but that's how it is when um you know we get in the flow conversations like that true and thank you again i really appreciate you sharing your time with me thank you also and thanks for being by and i would like to you know do this again one more time for sure awesome awesome awesome